It's the Bilbo Baggins birthday episode. That's how dorky I'm going with this. It's the 111th Locked On Wolverines podcast, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I kind of feel like I'm doing a John Gruden impression. Actually, I feel like I'm doing an impression of Frank Caliendo doing a John Gruden. Um, I'm your man on the ground, Isaiah Hole, though. Not a fake Frank Caliendo. Uh, publisher of Wolverine's Wire through USA Today Sports Media Group. And today we are going to get into some Michigan basketball. We're going to spend pretty much the entire show, except for the last segment, we're just going to talk about rivalry stuff in general. But we got Michigan, Michigan State coming up. The two teams, the crash course is happening. It's uh, two teams that are tied atop the Big Ten standings as of current. Winner gets to rest for about a week and a half knowing that they've uh or two weeks or however long it is two weeks knowing that they uh they've got the the better shot potentially of holding on and winning the regular season lest Purdue come out and do whatever um but it's what we've been waiting for these two teams have been phenomenal now obviously things have not and do not look as good as we kind of thought for Michigan State because Michigan State has personnel issues right now. They have injury issues. They have two starters out, gone, done. At least for this game. Langford's out for the season. He's done. He's not supposed to come back at all. Tournament, doesn't matter. Uh, which is a real disappointment for them. You look at Langford, was, uh, their, he's still their third leading scorer in points per game. 15 points per game. I mean, he's been out for a while. He was averaging just under 30 minutes at 15 points a game, three rebounds a game, 3.6 rebounds a game, rather, two assists, nearly a steal, um, shooting 43% from the floor, 83% three, uh, free throw shooter, uh, actually 84%. He's actually one of their top free throw shooters. So it's, uh, and he was a 40% from three guy. So that's not the type of guy you want to lose, but then they also lose Nick Ward. And that one, he he might be back for the next time, but I would he's got to be out for this one. Indeterminate amount of time, uh, they say, from with the hair, hairline fracture. He uh, averaged 23 minutes. He's a forward, but by all accounts, kind of their center, as you know. Uh, 15 points a game as well. 6.7 rebounds. Uh, their third leading rebounder on the team. Only ahead of him are Xavier Tillman and uh, Kenny Goins. Uh, nearly an assist per game. 1.4 blocks per game. Just beneath uh, Tillman, tied with Goins there. But a plus player. 60% from the floor. Uh, for all the talk that Kenny Goins gets for shooting, and it's, I think it's... Uh, you've seen some of the things he's able to do. Nick Ward was you know 60% from the floor. Not the greatest free throw shooter, 65%, but nonetheless. Goins is actually a 42% shooter, which, I mean, is fine. I mean, it's not terrible or anything. It's But you take a 60% guy off the floor, you put in a, you put in a 42 43% guy, it just changes things up. A little bit better free throw shooter, though, Goins is. So, because Goins and Tillman, those are going to be the guys that you're going to be seeing, right? And, and Kithier as well. Who averages five minutes a game? He uh, hits seventy-eight percent from the floor, 
uh, but only gets like 1.5 points per game. So they've got some issues there. Not to mention Kyle Ahrens. They just this came out last night. Kyle Ahrens is day to day. They don't. They haven't disclosed what it is, but he might be out. He averages 20 minutes a game, five and a half points per game, two and a half, uh, two point seven rebounds per game, one point three assists. To give you a little bit more of a practical idea of what that type of reduction is, that is basically the equivalent of Michigan losing Isaiah Livers. And we remember what that stretch was like. It was not as fun, right? When Livers was out for a little bit, obviously Michigan's bench depth was not that deep. Uh, so that really hurt Michigan in a kind of a different way. But Isaiah Livers, is his numbers are pretty similar. A little bit more in the uh, – he, he plays a minute more per game. He scores a point and a half more. He gets about one rebound more, and he actually gets uh, – he doesn't get any assists, unlike uh, Aaron's. So that's the difference. So it's like them playing without – essentially, when you look at what Michigan State would be playing without, uh, it'd be it'd be like them playing without uh, Charles Matthews, who is my equivalent for uh, for Langford. It'd be like them playing without, I, I would say not Teske, but Brozdakis. So it's like Matthews and Brozdakis are out, and then Isaiah Livers maybe would or wouldn't play. You would go into that game feeling like that that's not going to be a very good situation. But at the same time, you look. You look at the depth that Michigan State has, it's it's actually pretty good. You've got uh, how many guys here? I mean, you take out those two, but you've got 10 guys that are averaging a point a game, which is pretty decent. Michigan doesn't have that. Michigan's got, uh, <laughs> you got, look at guys averaging a point or, or more a game, uh, eight. Michigan State, removing those two guys, you have still have 10. If my mat, if my able ability to count is correct, and it is. Um, so that's still pretty incredible as far as depth is concerned. Because you're you're looking at you're getting enough production from guys to just even if it's just for a few minutes, you know, from Marcus Bingham, Kithier, Foster Lawyer, Gabe Brown, Aaron Henry. Moving right on up the chain. So, Michigan obviously does not have that because Michigan's it, it starts with Austin Davis and moves moves up to Eli Brooks, Isaiah Livers, and then you're starting five. That's it because you haven't seen you're not seeing guys like uh, DeJulius getting going yet. But that's why I think why you're starting to see this this last game. You saw you saw minutes from David DeJulius. You saw minutes from Colin Castleton. So they're starting to to get those guys in, get them familiar and acclimated for that reason. Uh, so you you hope that they can come in and make an impact, make a difference. Because Austin Davis, the the last player on the roster for Michigan that's making a point per game, uh, he's averaging four minutes per or four point six minutes per game. It's it's kind of similar as for when you look at what uh, Michigan State's trotting out there. Marcus Bingham was is their lowest guy making a point per game, and he's he's going in four point one. the The rest of them one point five or below. Michigan's at least starting to increase, and only in these last couple of games we've seen David DeJulius in consecutive games. 
uh, who hadn't played in what, like five games or something like that. Colin Castleton. I don't remember the last time we saw Colin Castleton. He's been in 10 games, uh, according to looking at the ESPN stat sheet. Um, I'd have to look here and see what, uh, what, when the last time he played, but I mean, it, he hadn't played since at Iowa. Now I do remember that played at a uh, versus Ohio state at the very end when in victory cigar situation at Iowa, uh, he was in for four minutes since then. I mean, that's, he hadn't been in since Binghamton and he was in for a minute before that air force. So it's been a minute for Colin Castleton. So Beeline is clearly getting some of these guys acclimated now because he's like, all right, we're going to need you. We're going to need you for these types of games. Uh, so they are uh, full throttle trying to get these guys ready. Now, looking at the game kind of from an overarching perspective, there's no spread as of yet. ESPN's predictor has Michigan winning uh, 51% chance of winning, but I would say it's definitely higher because Michigan's just healthier. Right, I still think that Michigan would have stood a good chance to win the game, even if Michigan State was healthy. At least this one. Now, I got some flack from my guy, Justin Rose, over at Channel 7, uh, WXYZ. He's like, of course you picked in your little thing about you know Michigan and and uh, you know sweeping Michigan State. I'm like, yeah, because you got two starters out. <laughs> like, it, I would have had them split. Honestly, I would have had it been a split this time around. With Michigan winning at home and Michigan State winning at home, but you know it's you got two starters out. It's kind of hard to to look at things any differently. Now it's still going to be a test, you know, because I don't know that Ken Palm takes out, you know, like what I I would imagine they don't adjust for the guys who aren't playing. Uh, but Michigan has the number two defense in the country. Texas Tech is the only school they're behind, according to Ken Palm. 33rd offense. Michigan State, no slouch in either category. Sixth offense, seventh defense. So, very few teams that balance. Duke, Virginia. That's, I mean, pretty much it when you look around. North Carolina, I guess, 7th offense, 13th defense. Kentucky, ninth defense, 14th offense. So, I mean, for the most part, it's, uh, it's a, a pretty daunting situation. And you look at the strength of schedule, according to this, uh, Michigan State's had a much stronger schedule. I mean, obviously, they played some tougher teams at the beginning of the season, uh, losing to Kansas, I believe, to start the season off. Um, I don't know if I have that right. Uh, maybe I do. Yes, I do. Lost to Kansas to start out the season. Uh, but, like, some of these teams, like, I don't know. Like, UCLA was ranked when they beat them. I don't know how, how that works. I mean, but they played – Michigan State's played UCLA. They played Louisville. They played Florida. And then, they've, then they're in the Big Ten schedule. I don't know that that's how much different or better that is than what Michigan's done, right? So, I mean, that – I don't know about that. In a way, like I know, I know Ken Palm does its thing, but is that really much better than, you know, Villanova, North Carolina, South Carolina, you know, it's saying like, I mean, I guess it is. I mean, there's a couple more in there, but nonetheless, that has Michigan State with the, uh, as far as strength of schedule, 92nd, Michigan 309th. So it's not giving Michigan very much credit as far as that's concerned. Um, but uh, as far as the 
the adjusted overall. But uh, overall, I mean, defense 19th, and strength of schedule, 52nd offense, strength of schedule. So uh, Michigan State, though, it says 13th and 8th in those same metrics. Now, again, I know I don't understand Ken Palm that much. I've said it before. Maybe I need to have someone sit me down and I need, I need someone to sit me down and do a lot of things here, but maybe that's part of it. But um, nonetheless, it is a daunting challenge, but it's a lot less daunting with those guys out. That's kind of my point. And you look at their head-to-head, Michigan's defense is going to have to come up in a big way because MSU averages 80 points a game. They usually only allow 65 points against. But Michigan, like that that point differential is 15. Michigan's about 13. They score 70, allow 57. But at the same time, you know, Michigan has that ability to hold teams. And I've seen how this Michigan State team's looked in the last two games. It's been bad for about two thirds of it, and then and they get really good defensively in the second half, and then they start piling it on. I don't know if that's how that's going to go on Sunday. All right, let's let's take a quick break, and we'll continue to get back into it. Um, but remember, if you have a smartphone type situation, you have a smart speaker, tell it to play Lockdown Wolverines. Get in your car, tell it to play Lockdown Wolverines. You know what? Do it even if you don't have it. Make just just a maybe you know self of affirmation type situation. Uh, that's all you gotta do. <laughs> tell series, tell uh, Echo. I'm trying to say that instead of the other thing to wake everybody's deals up. Uh, but uh, tell Google, tell it to play Lockdown Wolverines. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, so we are back. And, okay, so, again, we you look at, it's, it's not much different. Michigan scores about 10 less. Michigan State allows about 10 more. They're pretty similar. It's just Michigan State scores a little bit more. Michigan holds teams a little bit further back. Uh, Michigan State's a little bit better shooting, 48.6. Michigan, 45% from the field. Rebounds per game. Uh, Michigan State out-rebounds Michigan, 42-35. to 35. Assists, Michigan State, more assists, 19.5 to 13.5. Michigan State gets more blocks. Six to four, really. Steals. Michigan gets more steals. Six and a half to five and a half. Um, so, I mean, there's that. But at the same time, you look at, like, Graham Couch wrote yesterday about how Cassius Winston is hands down the best player in the in the Big Ten. But no one's going to say it until he goes up against Xavier Simpson. It's like, yeah, because do you remember what happened to Cassius Winston last year? When he had to play against Xavier Simpson, did did people forget that? 
like, I understand. He He's a good guy. He's a good player. Averages 19 points a game, three rebounds a game, 7.4 assists this year. That's That's pretty solid, right? So that's fine. Because he's scoring points, and that's something that's, you know, that, that makes people kind of light up, right? When you get 29 points at Nebraska, when you get 26 points against Indiana, that's going to make people light up. 28 points against Rutgers. Wow. All right. Cool. Oakland Grizzlies, 26. Watch out. But, but what did he do? What has he done against Michigan? 11 points against Michigan at home last year. I mean, he hit his free throws, 4 for 4, 3 from 7 from the field, 1 for 2 from three-point land. What do you do the next time against Michigan in the tournament, Big Ten tournament? 11 points, 3 for 10 from the field, 0 for 4 from 3, or sorry, free throws. No 3. Okay. Xavier Simpson has allowed all but one point guard, I believe I read, that he's faced all season long. He's made everyone have their worst game. If I if I'm correct on that. What did Cassius do the year before against Michigan? I mean, this wasn't against Xavier, but sixteen points and Three points. Um, he wasn't necessarily a starter either, but whatever. Um, my whole deal is Xavier Simpson makes players look foolish. So it's a little ridiculous to go out there and say, okay, all right, we are gonna, we're gonna do it. We're gonna go, you know. We're we're gonna, you know, we're gonna have a really like the the best possible game. You're not even gonna know what hit you. Because guess what, Xavier Simpson makes players look foolish. So you can't sit there and say that. I mean, now if now if Cassius Winston goes out there and has a huge game, then yeah, maybe it would be different. But we haven't seen it yet. We haven't seen a play, you know, a player Xavier Simpson's guarding go out there and just light things up. So it's a little difficult to suddenly expect that they're going to that you're going to see it now, right? It's gonna it's it's hard to imagine that suddenly that guy's going to be really good. That suddenly the guy that hasn't had success against him is just going to all of a sudden and 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 he has to overcome two of his starters out. That's a little, a little hard to swallow. Like, okay, I mean, Carson Edwards had 19 points against Michigan. Maybe, maybe that's pretty, I mean, that is pretty good, obviously. But when you look at what he was able to do kind of surrounding that, going into that game, that was his lowest point output. He had his uh, tied for the lowest three-point percentage, lowest ma- uh, second lowest make rate uh, in general. Yeah, he's had some worse games since then, including against Indiana. But 
mean, that's that's just part of it. You know, you're not going to have your best game against Michigan. And Cassius Winston probably needs to have that. So, my next thing, though, is just what does Michigan do? How does Michigan come out? It's a home game. You know people are going to be fired up. It's going to be really a home crowd, I would imagine. I'd imagine it would be really difficult for Michigan State people to get uh, to, to be able to get tickets to this game, uh, given how expensive they are. But crowd's going to be fired up. You just you hope that you see a lot of kind of what you saw yesterday. Maybe not like the late down stretch stuff because that's when Michigan really needs to close out, and that's not what they did yesterday. But going to Teske early, that's huge. That's what they need to do. They need to get him confident quickly and early. They went to him for the first uh, two uh, two plays, two possessions, and got four points out of it. You want to go to uh, you want to get Pool going. I mean, he had a masterful performance. Five from ten from deep yesterday. Uh, had twenty two points, just four shy of his uh, career high. Um, Xavier Simpson only had, I think, five points, but I mean, he had 12 rebounds. Is that, is that right? I believe. I know. I'm always asking you guys to check my work just <laughs> cause I'm just sitting here. Uh, I'm, I'm just like sitting here. All of a sudden I come up with something that I decide I'm going to say. And, and then I'm like, I have done no fact checking on this, but yes, five points, uh, 12 rebounds. Or 12 assists. I'm sorry, six rebounds. All right. But imagine, I mean, he was one for six from the floor. Matt, and one, you know, imagine if like one of those threes falls and something else, you know, he's close. That's close enough in my eyes to a double double. When he's at five points, I mean, you're, I mean, you're not at a double double, but he's distributing 12 assists. He's distributing. Uh, just a couple of his shots fall and he's there. Um, so you've, you've got a lot of guys that you hope to count on. And Michigan State's defense is good. It's not as good as Michigan's. It's clearly a top unit, though, seventh in the country in adjusted defense per Ken Palm. So it's just a, ma- it's a matter of going out there and taking advantage of the injury situation that they have and really just playing your game because honestly there's no one on that team that scares me aside from aside from Cassius Winston maybe Kenny Goins a little bit but I'm not really scared of McQuaid I'm not really scared of who else I don't even know who else would I be scared of I don't really have an answer for you. Not Foster Lawyer. That's for sure. So, they just got to go out there and handle business, play their game, because Michigan State should not be able to keep up. And we've already seen how this play out. You know, what kind of deal would it be to have beaten Michigan State four times in a row? So, I mean, they're going to come out and they're going to want it, but, I mean, they just probably don't have the horses, in my opinion. I mean, yeah, you've got more players, you got more depth as a team, so they can plug in more guys. They still can plug in more guys. But at the same time, I don't know. I don't, I trust Michigan's five against their five. I just do. All right. We're going to continue this, but we're going to talk a little bit more broadly based off of something that I'm always talking with my best friend about, about rivalries. 
and then I want to see if you agree with me. Uh, but is your company looking for a new way to reach customers? Your company could be mentioned right now. Podcast listeners are 60% more likely to interact with sponsors they hear on their podcasts. Our demographic is 98% male and has more education and earns more than traditional media audiences. Have your company sponsor this podcast. Email me at LockedOnWolverines at gmail.com. Okay. Let's do it. Live in Zerga. Um, so, rivalry. We have a couple minutes to talk still. This is something I discussed with, with my best friend quite a bit. Yes, Ohio State is the rivalry. The arch rivalry. But isn't that real? I and mean, any, any day that Michigan beats Ohio State's a good day. People packed Chrysler in an ice storm with a polar vortex on the way. Or maybe that's what it was. Ice storm was Minnesota. Polar vortex was, okay. Polar vortex. Dangerously cold to see Michigan beat Ohio State in basketball. But I just don't think it's as big in basketball. I just don't. And I think a lot of that has to do with Ohio State. Just as much to do with Ohio State as it does Michigan, right? Now, they don't give a damn about the whole state of blah, 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 blah. But Ohio State really is not a basketball school. Ohio State does not care about basketball. I don't think that the coaches at Ohio State have really... Like, I don't see... What's his name? Uh, Chris Holtman really out there being like, it's so important that we beat Michigan, not the way that the football teams are. Ohio State basketball is not judged on its ability to beat Michigan. Yeah, they have beat Michigan. They had the the Mike Conley moment. Lord knows the time when Aaron Kraft was on the team, no one really liked him or whatever. That was probably a really good point for the rivalry. But even still at that point in basketball, Michigan State is the bigger rival. And I know Michigan, there's probably a lot of Michigan fans that don't want to admit that because they want to, you know, be as condescending as possible towards Michigan State. And I'm fine with that. But you know in your heart that that's true because this is the week that everyone's been waiting for. Michigan versus Michigan State in basketball. And I think obviously it has a lot to do with what Michigan State has been. The fact that Michigan State has, they're not a blue blood, but they're kind of treated like such. And they deserve that given like, you know, they had, you know, the team with magic forever ago. And Greg Kelser. And then, you know, starting in 2001, college basketball began anew. And, you know, <laughs> so, which is funny because I see them saying, you know, like, no, oh, I saw a comment. College basketball apparently started two years ago. It's like Michigan's had a greater length of a recent length of success in the last, what? If you want to cherry pick since 2012. But if you really, you know, want to go back to, I know, since Beeline's arrived, both Beeline and Izzo have both made it to the Final Four twice. Izzo did not make it uh, to the championship game twice, though, like Beeline did. Guess what? Neither team has won, unfortunately, since Michigan State won in 2001 or whatever that was. But I don't know. I just think that the rivalry in basketball is so much bigger with Michigan State than it is in, with Ohio State. 
Correct me if I'm wrong. Take take me to task on Twitter. But that's uh, that's how I see it. The hate is just so much bigger there. The ramifications are so much bigger. That you cannot deny. And they've been bigger. And a lot of these times since Beeline came, taking down Michigan State just meant more because Michigan State was usually a highly ranked team that everyone's picking to potentially go to the Final Four. And, hey, Michigan going to the Final Four in basketball, it's not really like you don't look at it like, hey, that's what Ohio State does. You look at it like that's what Michigan State says they do, and here we are Michigan doing it. All right, that is all the time we've got. Happy game coming up to you. Uh, for the Lockdown Wolverines podcast, I'm your man on the ground, Isaiah Hole. You can find me online at Isaiah Hole. Follow the podcast at on Wolverines or Wolverines Wire at Wolverines Wire. If you'd like to be a feature sponsor on the show, email me at LockdownWolverines at gmail.com. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts or online at WolverinesWire.com where we post our daily podcasts every single day to go along with the rest of your Michigan football coverage. This was Lockdown Wolverines, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it's your team every day.